Hey there, guys. Welcome back to the Film Joy Podcast, a show where a couple of old friends talk about movies that we find fun and interesting. In this episode, we are talking about yet another Universal Monster movie, Frankenstein, the 1931 classic based on the novel by Mary Shelley, along with my favorite Mel Brooks film, Young Frankenstein, made in 1974. And wow, both of these movies are great. One capturing profound tragedy, and the other just being totally silly, and a ton of fun to watch as always. Don't forget to follow us on social media at FilmJoyPodcast, or write to us at FilmJoyPodcast at gmail.com. And if you like this podcast, please subscribe and leave us a review. So, let's get into it. I hope you enjoy our conversation about Frankenstein and Young Frankenstein. Wonder Woman. I I heard that it got delayed again. So no longer Christmas uh, release. I think there's whispers of a HBO Max release and or just a 2021 reschedule, like newly scheduled release date. Probably like halfway through 2021 too. Mm. So that stinks. I mean, it's good for me. Like, I'm yeah, because then you can go see it. Right, yeah. Like, I'm not going to go see it on Christmas, obviously, but I I would really love to see Wonder Woman in the theater. I would, too, um, mm-hmm. if there are any theaters still in business. Yeah. Oh, you you sent me a message about that the other day. Yeah. So, oh, did we, did we never mention this in the podcast? I don't think so. So, Regal is closing all cinemas in the U.S. and the U.K. on Thursday. This Thursday? <laughs> no. Um, October 5th, so last week. Oh, my. So it's already done. Yep. The second largest cinema chain in the U.S. is temporarily closing its doors nationwide. Cineworld, parent company of Regal, announced it that it will be suspending operations of its 536 Regal theaters as of Thursday, October 8th. The suspension offer also affects 127 Cine World and Picture House cinemas in the UK. Hmm. Cine World had only just reopened in August. So they say temporary, but there is no. Right. It's like an indefinite, like until yeah, further there's no, notice. There's no future. Yeah. It, like it's until further notice, hopefully. Type of thing. Like it's, it could be just done. Yeah, they, they just said, uh, the company put out the statement, Regal will continue to monitor the situation closely and will communicate any future plans to resume operations at the appropriate time. Hmm. Bummer. Which, I mean, you just can't shut down for <laughs> indefinite. I know. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, oh, like, they had already a- reported <clears throat> a loss of $1.6 billion. Good God. Ugh. I don't know what that means, like in their the grand scheme for them, like being such a big company. But I don't know. How does that make you feel? Like I feel like it scares me a little bit. Like the rest of the theaters are going to follow that trend inevitably. Yeah. And then. Well, I, I mean, know. I feel like somebody, somebody's going to get like a big, like investment 
from right. Disney or something to reopen or something to just stay open long oh, enough okay. to be yeah yeah you know, the last man standing mm-hmm. like somebody's gonna get that that's that big yeah. investment just so that, that you know at the end they're the only one left the two things I can see happening um, everything shuts down and like you said some either Disney or Warner Brothers or some other big corporate conglomerate uh, comes in and saves the day, but then like owns all the theaters or, I mean, maybe we'll see like more independent theaters pop up even in the same space. Cause it's like, I mean, if they're going to go out of business. They're not going to, they'll probably take what they can with them, but it's probably just going to be an abandoned shell at that point. I don't know. Yeah. I, Which, that'd be, that could be kind of cool. There's a pretty cool, like, small, not even regional, just local chain of cinemas down here called Horizon now. Oh. Um, Like, they bought Marley Stations Theater. Oh, that's what, yeah, that's where I've heard of it. I haven't uh, been, but. Fixed it up. I think they have, like, five or six locations now. Oh, yeah. So, that, I mean, that would be, that could be cool. Like, a a slightly more local. (laughs) Yeah. Right. I'm sure they don't have massive cash reserves to sit on and just. Right. Wait for yeah. movies to come back. So, I mean, it certainly presents a substantial opportunity. Well, once things reopen, and if people still want to go to the movies, which you and I definitely want to, but you know, time will tell. Um, well, I mean, gosh, that's a. It's, it feels like a big deal, but I just don't know what to say about it. Like, it sucks. <laughs> I really. I know I, it's just like so many <laughs> big deals going on. They just yeah. like go fly over your head, and you just move on yeah and we don't have to go too deep into it but yeah like i've just it's like uh i know like wonder woman dune um i feel like there's a handful of other movies that have all gotten delayed again i really feel like they should say until and they're delayed notice. because of the theater or they're delayed because right. of the studio not because their actors are fat <laughs> right yeah they're <laughs> Yes, th- this is uh this is not a Robbie P situation where like people. I'm looking at you, like, Robbie P. Yeah, come on, bud. You gotta just do it. You're gonna be great, and I'm your fan, and I'm your homeboy, and I'm trying to find the right word. I'm in your, I'm in his corner, is what I'm trying to say, and right, I want well, him to you do be well. In his but corner, and I'll be in the other corner. Hey, get I, off your fat butt. <laughs> well, I, I'm in his corner, but I want to give him tough love. Like I like I'm in his corner. I'm very excited for him in this role, but like I'm I'm just gonna be very disappointed if he just keeps on being a little little stinky butt about it, you know? I wasn't excited for him in this role. Oh really? So part of and then, you, and like, then you saw oh, him I'm beat kind up of the guy the fact that he's ruining it for himself. Uh, yeah. But the <laughs> right. other part of me really liked that trailer and wants to see <laughs> what's happening think, around him playing Batman. Yeah, I, I I'm think really like, interested in the Riddler. I'm really interested in mm-hmm. like, the whole thing that director's got going on. Definitely, uh, yeah, absolutely. I, like, I'm very much I'm just excited, if not more excited, about the fact that Matt Reeves is doing it. Uh, is is making the movie? Yeah, the best thing that could happen for me is they fire Robbie P. Yeah, and bring, and back bring in ben an actor Affleck. who can, you know. <laughs> Although Ben Affleck might disappear too if, he can, if uh, they just do a complete 180. I want and, a completely unknown yeah. actor. Hmm. Yeah, like someone from, like I don't know, nowhere. 
Right. Someone who doesn't have baggage. Yeah. You know, yeah. I could get on board with like Ben Affleck, them, them just saying, all right, we're just going to reshoot everything. We're going to rewrite. We're going to do it with Ben Affleck's Batman. And that would just make me nervous the whole time until it was released. I would tweet once if they decided to do that. And it would be a negative tweet. <laughs> oh, like you don't, you wouldn't, you wouldn't want Ben Affleck to be Batman? No, I, I think he's done. I think he is. Well, he's coming back for two more or like one and a half more movies. I meant he's done in my heart. Oh, uh, it's over. he's not my Batman. Yeah, he never was. He didn't firmly establish himself. I no, I definitely agree with that. I wanted him to be my Batman because I I really enjoyed him in BVS, um, and then Justice League was a disaster. Well, I didn't like BVS. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. Yeah, yeah I I yeah, didn't. It's, I, it's fine that you like bad movies. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay with that. They, they they went a little bit on the dark side with it. No pun intended. Hey, what about Frankenstein? How dark is that, huh? Movie facts. Well, first, so we did Frankenstein this week. Yes, uh, Frank- we did the 1931 Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. And we did, uh, which is, you know, it's not the first Frankenstein put to film. There was one in 1910, but this is the one everybody thinks of mm-hmm. as the first, first, first. Right. Uh, like the first like, mainstream success. Yeah. Yeah. So this is part of the Universal Monsters. And then we right. did 1974's Young Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mel Brooks's Young Frankenstein. Gene Wilder. Yes. So. <laughs> I'm looking at the poster now, and it's amazing. Yeah. And I actually, uh, Young Frankenstein is Fox. So I was like, how did they do that? Well, it's a parody. <laughs> I was going to ask you about that. That's a, that's a, that makes sense. Yeah, parody it's a parody, is... uh, which, you know, is you can do anything you want if you're making fun of it. Right. Okay. Um, yeah. That's yeah, how like, I, was, I was like, how did yeah. Fox get Frankenstein? Like, I don't understand what happened. Oh right! Yeah, it is a remake, and it is a complete parody. Yeah, like they, yeah, they literally like make fun of every aspect of uh, the original, yeah, or of the beat by beat. Yeah, <laughs> and I, and I loved it. Yeah, um, yeah, it was great. Yeah, I can do the rundown for Frankenstein. So, 1931 runtime of one hour and ten minutes, which we discovered last week. Um, it's got to be some kind of film issue. Like this is the mm-hmm. end of two reels of film or something. Um, because all right. of the movies are around one hour, between one hour and one hour 20. And they all end pretty And suddenly. they're all like, boom, done. Sorry. Yeah, right. A like, universal film. <laughs> no resolution, just done. Uh, well, resolution, and, and, but... <laughs> right, but like, yeah. So it just seems like it ends very suddenly, and it would, I guess it would, it would make sense that there's some sort of technical restriction they had where they had to just wrap it up. Yep, yep. Uh, so the director was James, uh, it's spelled whale, but I think it's like, not whale. Hmm. James Hale? Wiley? James Whale? Whaley? Whaley? Whaley. I think it's Whaley. I don't okay. know. Um, <laughs> so it's based on the book by Mary Shelley, uh, mm-hmm. but if you watch the 1931 in the opening credits, it just says Mrs. Percy B. Shelley. Um, I was confused by that. As, yeah. So, I mean, her husband was Percy B. Shelley. 
Uh, and she oh. did write the story as Percy B. Shelley, Mrs. Percy B. Shelley. Um, I see. Okay. But everyone everyone just says Mary Shelley because because that's her name. You know, she wrote it. Uh, but right. it was 1931. So it was 1931. If and if that's if Mrs. What is it? Uh, Percy Shelley. Um, if that was like the credit on the book, then that maybe I don't know. Well, they released like ten versions of it. So I mean, they just <laughs> right. chose the one that had Mrs. Percy B. Shelley on it. So gotcha. yeah, I don't know. It's the 30s. <laughs> if there's any way possible, <laughs> you can just call a woman by her husband's name. They were going to do it. Colin Clive is Henry Frankenstein. Okay, so the characters in this screenplay for Frankenstein 1931 really annoy me. Like the changes they've made from the book. Okay. Uh, Because one, okay, in the book, it's Victor Frankenstein. Right, and his friend is Henry, right? No. (laughs) There's no Henry. (laughs) Really? Okay. Okay. Yeah, his friend is like... Clairvel, Clairvel, something like that. But huh, okay. yeah, there's no Henry. And then, so Henry Frankenstein, so you name Hank Frank. <laughs> uh, right. Yeah. Elizabeth is an addition to the story. No, no, she's not. Um, but there's parts of it that are. And then Victor mm. is his friend in the movie. Right. Why would you name his friend Victor? I don't know. I, like, that was really confusing. I actually maybe it's a older version of like the screenplay or like um like the Broadway play or something. Um I think there was a character named Henry, but for some reason they swapped the names in the movie here. And I could I can't understand why even if that's not true. Like yeah, what what is going on? <laughs> why 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 are they changing the main character's name? Just make it Victor Frankenstein. Yeah, make the really other guy Hank. My... It made me really question, like, what I knew about the franchise or, like, the the Frankenstein story. I mean, I don't know a ton about it anyway, but, like, I was like, wait, isn't it supposed to be Victor? Yeah. But it's just never addressed and doesn't seem like there's any reason. Maybe yeah, it was a... no. It's, yeah, it was just, I was like, well, first, it, like, in the beginning scenes, you see Henry Frankenstein mm-hmm. with Fritz doing, you know, some grave robbing. Doing some grave robbing, yeah. And then they cut to a scene with Victor and Elizabeth. Right. And she's like, Victor. And I'm like, oh, is this yes. And like, they're I, sort I was of, really confused. And they're sort of flirting a little bit. So you're, it's even more yeah, Victor's confusing. Yeah, Victor's all over that. Like you're like, oh, maybe I misheard. Wait, that what's going on? They're not the same person? Is this an... Yeah. <laughs> it just, it was very, very jarring yeah. for me. Like, why, why do that? Why? Um, but they did. So, and then the, my, I think my favorite character is Frederick, Frederick Kerr's Baron Frankenstein, his dad. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just like an over the top, like just a, like drunk all the time. I'm going to go over and see him now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the Baron. I'm uh huh. Oh, get to the point. Burger. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and I don't know if I'm ruining anything right now, but you know who we skipped that the film skipped also in the opening credits uh, was Boris oh, Karloff yeah. Boris as Karloff. the Frankenstein monster. Yeah. 
Yeah. Like, did you notice that? Like, it was like when they did the opening they credits, did a it big was like question mark. It was like, <laughs> like what was that to was that to instill? Uh, was that just part of? I, I was going to say it's to like so they don't know what the monster looks like until they reveal it. Yeah, but and this the, was. I mean, it's yeah. the cover. The cover of the the movie now is right. a big picture of the monster's face. Right. That had well, to be that had to be the poster in front of the cinema. Yeah, and what like, I could be wrong, but I think this is one of Boris Karloff's breakout roles. Was he in Dracula? I, I can't remember. Um, I know some uh, of these guys were, but he, like. I don't know if he was in Dracula. I mean, we can just click. It's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, I, I do know, I found out recently that he was considered for the Invisible Man, but they chose not to do, use him. In which case, it would have mm-hmm. been three uh, three of the Universal Monsters, which would have been pretty crazy. That's It's just, it, there are things in this, all this to say, like, there are things in these things that were done on a dare or something like it. There's no purpose other than to just be confusing. Like let's switch the main character's name for no reason. Let's not tell the audience who's playing Frankenstein, even though he's an unknown. I don't know. Boris Karloff was a, uh, this is not a breakout role. (laughs) It's not what? It's this not, is a not a breakout rule. He's okay, got like so, so he did a bunch of stuff. A hundred movies before this. Okay, okay, okay. I mean, well, that, it, yeah, maybe all of them were flops, but <laughs> but if not, maybe that's maybe maybe that would actually be a re- like maybe they wanted to surprise people that with that, with that Boris was, Karloff as yeah. the monster. Yeah. Okay. I'll take I'll take that. Anyway, who else we got? Okay, so we have. Well, that's about the cast, right? Um, Colin Clive as Henry Frankenstein. He he was the best best part of the movie. He was fa- he was fantastic. He was yeah. flipping crazy, uh, which was <laughs> yeah. awesome. I thought um, I was going to laugh when he said it's alive, and I was just excited. Yeah, yeah. And it then, wasn't. I think I think both of us have watched Young Frankenstein too many times. Very much. Yeah. So we're we're thinking <laughs> right. Gene Wilder screaming. You know, it's alive. <laughs> yeah. Live, uh, yeah, but and it's know, actually the same thing in Frankenstein, but dead serious. Yeah, and, and not quite <laughs> over the, t- not right. as over the top. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like he's just genuinely excited. He's not like having a mm-hmm. conniption fit. <laughs> right, right. And if um, it's like over the top at all, it's like in madness. And yeah, very yeah. cool, very cool. Yeah, so uh, that's the cast and the runtime and the director and stuff for Frankenstein. Uh, yeah. We can go right into talking about that, or if you want to go over Young Frankenstein's cast and things. Yeah, I can I can do a quick rundown on Young Frankenstein. Um, so the movie's called Young Frankenstein. Um, mm-hmm. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, I was really excited about this. Young Frankenstein, uh, directed by Mel Brooks, Written by Mel Brooks and Gene Wilder, um, also known as Willy Wonka. Produced by Michael Gruskoff. Nothing. I'm too uneducated to know anything about that. Um, <laughs> but uh, obviously, starring Gene Wilder, plays Victor Frankenstein's Frankenstein. uh, grandson, Frederick. Yeah. Um, Peter Boyle playing the monster. Uh, Marty Feldman as Igor. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
<laughs> or Igor. Um, and, uh, yeah, Madeline Kahn. Wow, what a name. Uh, Elizabeth. Uh, and this is the last one. Two last Gone. two I'll do. Uh, Cloris Leachman as Frau Bruca. Uh, and Terry Gar is uh, Inga. Lots of other people. You know, yeah. the most important one here is Gene Wilder. <laughs> you know, uh, friggin' yeah, Willy Wonka. Um, well, and, you know, Peter Boyle was awesome. Uh, in this, like, so funny. And, like, you just, I mean, this is, like, an earlier role for him, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I like you forget he was in like Everybody Loves Raymond, and I only know that because my mom—it's like one of my mom's favorite shows. Um, but I'm looking at it now. He was in Taxi Driver. Yeah. Wow, man. Yeah. Okay, I remember it now. He was one of the other Taxi Drivers, right? I have to watch it again. It's free on yeah. something right now. I don't. It's hmm. on Netflix. I think it's on. Netflix. I think yeah. No, that's that's where I watched it semi recently. Um, he was also in Slither. Yeah. But dude, he is he is he does a really good job. I love his monologue at the end, but we'll talk about that later. Um But uh yeah, that's Young Frankenstein. Runtime um is 105 minutes. So close. Um, but uh and you know this you mentioned it earlier, but this movie came out December 15th, 1974. Yeah, so Frankenstein, other than, you know, the confusion because we know that his name should have been Victor Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it goes right in. It's a it's a really pretty movie. There are some really weird... Absolutely. Like, editing shots, like face shots, like reaction shots. Yeah, like the, uh, like the jumpy, like the jump cuts and stuff. Yeah, there's just, like, sudden jump cuts to like people's reactions that are ridiculous. Yeah. I'd, I'd be curious to know if that's wholly intentional or if there, if there's a little bit of technical restriction, like we were talking earlier, like maybe it was supposed to be just one like, heavy zoom on Boris Karloff's face, but he like had to scratch his nose at one point and they didn't have enough tape to earn, you know, enough film to mm-hmm. reshoot the scene. So they just chopped that little part out. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I that could be it. Like all the reaction shots are just shot at a separate time and spliced mm-hmm. in. Yeah. Uh, but they they're just really like all right. <laughs> You're doing that. Right. Um, <laughs> so that that's fine, but I I really like I can't get over how much I loved uh Colin Clive's Frankenstein. He yeah. Uh, he, he was he I did think a he was really my good f- job. He was my favorite part of the movie, for sure. Of just being like a young, like driven crazy by possibilities. Yeah, like right, like and like kind of had like he was a mad scientist, but he was also like he had motivation. And yeah, he just wanted to like push the boundaries and learn about things. Like mm-hmm. I think there was the one conversation he has with Doctor Waldman. Yes, uh, Edward right. Van Sloan, mm-hmm. where you know he says, like. I can't remember the exact phrasing, but it's like, if you're not willing to push the boundaries, then, then what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I thought I had it written down somewhere, but I know exactly what you mean. Um, which I thought of Bioshock. <laughs> what, what is it? The game Bioshock. What is that? I don't know. So I'm the not... premise of Bioshock is pretty much just like, they made this society 
where science can just run rampant with no like moral checks. Oh, okay. Um, gotcha. And you know, that, that gets a little crazy. <laughs> it's like people turning themselves into half animals and getting addicted to super drugs and right. Right. Ugh, that's crazy. But yeah, so, uh, that would have worked better if you had known the reference. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry. That's <laughs> no, fine. Uh, but yeah, it's just like, he just wants to be unencumbered by like right the moral shackles and pretty much isolates himself he like leaves his family leaves his fiance right yeah just takes his weird little manservant <laughs> he goes <laughs> right. to a windmill and uh right yeah gets gets the chugging so yeah uh, the way you describe it, it really makes me think of because I'm, I'm a little on the fence about it right now, about how exactly I feel about the movie, but the story and character development in this movie were, like, really incredible. Well, that's really funny that you would say that, because hmm. I didn't see much character development, necessarily. I guess I mean mainly for, I almost said Victor, mainly for Henry. Like, his motivations were clear. And, like, what he was trying to accomplish was well laid out. Um, I will say, and I didn't, I'm sorry if I cut you off, but the, the the contrast there for me is the monster. I feel like they made him too one-dimensional. What? Really? Yeah. In what that's way? How I felt, that's what I walked away with. Full disclosure here. Um, I've never read the book. Um, I assume you have, because you're a big reader. Um, but uh, I have maybe read not. it. Yes, I have read it a long time ago. Okay. So I've I've never read this story before. Um, and, you know, I, I just I walked away from this movie with, like, I just wanted more from the monster. There's this, I don't want to go too deep into this at this early on, but, like, you know, the scene with the little girl. Hmm. There's, like, this very brief moment of tenderness where he's just playing. And when he, you know, kills this kid, like he's not trying, he's not being some sort of like vengeful person. He's just playing like it was very innocent and they never, but they never show that again or, or before that. And I was, I was just, I don't know. There was something about it that was very compelling to me. I mean, they didn't have any other chances to show it. Like that's true. Fritz is torturing him right away. I mean, the fact that he didn't, kill the kid right away is amazing right, all he right. had known is just being tortured by fritz yeah like he knows he's afraid of fire and some weird looking dude is waving fire around at him constantly and whip you know was he whipping him i can't remember yeah he did a little whipping yeah it, yeah that was yeah that was sad. so but that scene with the little girl is the one that was cut like um so that... they they had in the movie like the censors they cut a part of it so, oh, the so part maybe where there he was... throws a little girl into the river mm-hmm. was not there. Oh, they didn't, they didn't okay. actually find that again until I think it's the seventies. Interesting. Eighties. The they found that and was able to add it back into the movie. But so they had him okay. playing and stuff. Yeah. But then they never show him actually throw her into the water. Um, I guess that makes sense. Um, um, but then, I mean, later, obviously, she dies. 
which that scene of her, um, her dad carrying her through the city. It makes more sense without the, with maybe the cut. Or is that with what you're going to say? I, because I felt like it was completely an accident, not to mention uh, her dad wasn't present to see what happened. And he just marches into town trying to, you know, looking for a riot so we can kill the monster, even though he has no context for the monster. I don't think he came in saying kill the monster. He just said somebody murdered my daughter. Like there wasn't any way for him to know it was murder, but I don't think he right. knew who did it. You, you said you do think he knew, knew who did I it? I don't think so. Oh, like he yeah, was just yeah. coming like, okay. Yeah. Maybe I was projecting a little there. Like, um, cause you knew. <laughs> yeah. Right. But right. I don't think he knew. I think he was just bringing her to the police station or the mayor's office or, However, that works in that town. Um, I see. Yeah. But I also, even if it was an accident, I don't think I would care. I think I would whip up a mob too. Right. So, I mean, yeah. I, like you, you have a daughter, so I don't know mm-hmm. if that wrong true, more true with you. I mean, very much. I would be, I, I would be inconsolable and I would, there would be, there'd be no reason, you know? Yeah. There, um, I mean, yeah. I think, I mean, if all that happened was she drowned in the lake that was next to my house, I would assume she went into the lake and couldn't swim. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah, know. But I just yeah. like that, that scene of him carrying her through the town. Like that mm-hmm. was, oof. man, yeah, I was actually that, watching that yeah. and I was like, this is the thirties. Like, yeah. I mean, it, that was heavy. That was like, really, that was horrible. I was like, Oh my gosh. Like, cause you just have yeah. this, like oh look they're having fun and you know the, the monster smiles which is pretty yes. awesome and uh, mm. yeah I don't know yeah. I, that that whole section right there I was like this movie's great <laughs> yes that was I think that was I would say um, Henry Frankenstein was my favorite care like favorite actor in this movie Colin Clive but that scene there was. For me, yeah, I agree. By far, like, the most compelling and the most, like, rich with, like... I, I, it wasn't until that point where I was like, oh, wow. I kind of see it. I, I see why everyone loves this movie. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, then it's pretty much just a chase uh, hunt for the monster. Well, I mean, there's a bit right. where, you know, he makes it back to the house, scares Elizabeth. And then there's just a full-on hunt for the monster. Right. Uh, yeah. Until they find him and just, you know, burn him down. right right after after he tosses frankenstein out of the out the window or whatever and it's just like a rag dial a really cheap (laughs) scarecrow (laughs) yeah they're like hey find a scarecrow at a neighboring farm we got to toss this guy out the window (laughs) and then he's alive still even Uh, though he was absolutely that thing absolutely would have like cut him in half Um, that that dummy was really bad (laughs) (laughs) oh my yeah um Oh, yeah, I was still feeling a little bit there, though, even for the monster. Oh yeah, when he was just screaming and, and running and around not... and scared, and yeah, that was that's just a really tragic movie. Mm-hmm. And it's it's very chaotic. And uh, at that point, I even thought like it was almost like kind of like painful to listen to. Like I was like, I feel like it's just you know, even on just like an audio quality mm-hmm. perspective, like I was like, this this seems a little little much and then there's this moment 
where uh, they there's a, a much more like a, a much wider shot, and the music's a little louder, and the crowd's a little the crowd chanting is a little softer, and I uh, I was still almost on I was still a little on the fence, and that happened. I was like, wow, ooh, that was a good one, <laughs> like very pretty uh, and very like. I don't know. I don't know what the word. I don't have the words to describe that. Do you know what I'm just trying to say? Like, it was kind of chaotic for a while, and like, it's a, the movie goes quick, and then this you see this shot, and you hear this music, and it gets a little quieter, and you're like, this is kind of amazing. Uh, I don't. Is it like the very end? The, like the very last? No, shot? no. It's uh right before. Where I think they go to a model. Yes. Yeah. It was right before like the very last scene. Mm. Um, where like the, the, the lighthouse is on fire or the windmill is on fire. Um, and it zooms out and it's just this like quiet moment and there's not a whole lot of them in this movie. I, so. I think that's a model. I don't think they zoom out. I mean, I guess perspective they do. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know how they did it. Yeah. I assume, I assume it's either a model or a, they walked away for a little bit. Like you just um, see the, the crowd with torches. I guess it would have had really, it would yeah, it would have had to be a model, I guess. Yeah, unless they said because it was a. I'm pretty. I'm guessing that was a set piece. Yeah. So, okay, well that makes sense. But yeah, I don't know. I just it was it was, it was something something about that like uh, last shot of the chaos of killing the monster, um, or so they think. Um, hmm. uh, really, sort of won me over a, a bit more than I had been the rest of the movie he's definitely dead yeah i mean yeah after the fact when they made money they were like no 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 no. yeah right yeah (laughs) yeah uh yeah so i i like this movie do you want me to like quick give like a two minute like what the book is uh yeah i actually would really like that Um, all right so um in the book uh victor frankenstein just a young hotshot med student who is smarter than everyone else kind of skips skips med school pretty much like he goes there he's too great skips it he's really interested in like electricity and what it does to biology he Mm -hmm. decides he wants to bring something back to life and like really quick like one page he figured it out (laughs) and made a monster like they don't describe like <laughs> right. all this, like how it's done and stuff like that. No, they don't describe oh, that in the book at okay. all. Okay, huh. it's just like, and he did it. Boom, done. Um, <laughs> but the the monster in the book is uh, beautiful. For one, that's you know he's right. got scars, yeah. but he's mm-hmm. a he's a good looking monster and actually really intelligent. You know, once uh, once he gets its yeah. bearings, I'd heard that. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so he is like, but Victor yeah, hates him immediately, and pretty much just exiles him. Like, says, "Get out of here, never come back." Wow, did they ever explain his that? Creation right away. Say what? Did Did they ever explain that? Like, why? Well, he he's just that? a jerk. Oh, okay. Uh, because he doesn't like his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he, but so he considers him a failure, rejects him, sends him out into the world like by himself, 
a newborn, pretty much. Uh, but Victor learns how to, or uh, not Victor, the monster learns how to read and write and speak and, you know, philosophizes and whatever. Um, hmm. Comes back, asks for a bride, which is where I guess they get Bride of Frankenstein eventually. Uh, oh, and Victor right. says, um, n- no. And the monster says, well, if you don't, I'll kill everyone you know and frame you for it. <laughs> so it's actually like, huh. you know, the monster, like, you know, he's smart enough to be able to, like, murder and frame Victor for the crime. So, you know, right. it's a completely different kind of monster. <laughs> yeah, um, that's that's night and day, apples and oranges. Yeah, like, he's that's... not like some kind of weird brute. I mean, he is very strong. Um, right. But he, he's mostly just smart. And good looking, um, like you mentioned, he was like a he was like a handsome man. He's ha- like he like grotesque. He he has the scars, like he's still sewn together, right? Um, right. But he's not like weirdly deformed and green and hmm. You know, he doesn't have a giant forehead. Like he he's a good looking, handsome man with scars. Okay. Gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah. So. Um. Yep, so he so Victor says, Oh, you're gonna kill everyone I know, so he goes to make the bride, but then he realizes that, oh crap, just because I make this bride doesn't mean the bride will like the monster. And uh, then I could right. have two monsters really mad at me. So he <sighs> gives up on that. And then the monster murders his friend. Uh, uh eventually murders his wife, Elizabeth. Uh mm. Murders, you know, but murders a bunch of people, frames Victor for him. Wow. Uh, and then they just kind of chase each other. <laughs> right. You know, into the Arctic until Victor dies of, like, exposure and whatever. And the monster says, well, you know, he really hurt me. Wow. Uh, so he deserved it. So it's just like Victor is the biggest jerk in the book. And then the monster just turns into a big jerk himself. I see. Kind of like father, wow. like son, kind of, or son, sound, like father, or whatever. Right. Or like the, um, maybe like perhaps like a commentary on, I don't know, like nature cause and effect, like created this, you know, quote unquote monster and treated him like garbage. Yeah, there is like a whole like framing device or uh, literary allusion to Dante's Inferno. Okay, uh, in the, like the kind of like rejecting a creation and I see stuff like that in the middle because yeah. the the monster finds Dante and reads it all. So, huh. you know, he rela- obviously he relates. <laughs> so, wow, yeah, I mean, it's, I it's a heavy read. Yeah, I was going to say, I got to say, this sounds like a much more complex and interesting story than <laughs> the original book. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I enjoyed watching the movie. Um, but uh, Yeah, it, wow. it's just okay. like the, the Frankenstein of the, the, not the Frankenstein. I know it's Frankenstein's monster. Um, oh, right. The monster no, in the book mean. like turns into a jerk. Like and a murderer and like a bad person. The right, monster he becomes, in the movies yeah. is not. Like, he's a right. tragic figure. Absolutely. And, I mean, Absolutely. he's tragic in the book, but he's also a murdering psychopath. Like, right, he becomes overcome with 
like bitterness or despair and ends up becoming or rage, yeah. So yeah. like you have reason to hate the monster more in the book. You have no reason to hate the monster in the movie. Because you you see from the beginning, like he's just a kid. It's just like a baby. Yeah, right. A big baby with giant uh-huh. muscles. But right, right, right. Um, wow, that's actually I'm really glad you glad you went through that. I mean, any other comments on the on the book? I really want to read it now. Yeah, you should definitely should. I mean, it's a bunch of letters for the most part, like it like the framing device. But if you want to okay. skip that, there is a there's a YouTube channel that does like literary reviews that are really good. It's overly sarcastic productions. Okay. Uh, yeah, does, send it. Send it to me. I'll watch it. That's yeah. Uh, yeah. It does like a. It's fourteen minutes. Okay. Yeah. So. What else they, do I got to do? <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. just kidding. So check them out anyway. Overly sarcastic productions. They have a lot of great like literary, fun literary reviews. So. Yeah, that's cool. I'll uh. Yeah. I'll pop it on later on. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Yeah, so that's Frankenstein. So, like, overall, I would give it four Frankenstein heads <laughs> out of six werewolf heads. Oh, okay, four out of six. Had to, couldn't go with a rounder number. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so four out of six, if, if we... Yeah. I mean, not quite four out of five. Like a seven out of ten-ish. Uh, like an eight out of twelve. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Um, and sixteen out of twenty-two. Sixteen out of twenty-four. What would you prefer? I definitely prefer out of ninety-three. Uh, <laughs> but uh, okay. So, so you liked it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Um. I did like it. Some of the like quick shots, the editing was jarring. I hated that mm-hmm. they changed the name of the characters. I did too. Um, that 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 sat that was kind of made it sour for me for the first like twenty minutes. Yeah, but Boris Karloff's monster was great. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved Colin Clive's Frankenstein. I loved, you know, the townsfolk, the mm-hmm. the the father carrying the daughter, like. It, it just had so many like impactful scenes. Yeah. In a, in a movie and a time where I know I've joked, there's a lot of dead air in movies mm. from this era. And I didn't feel like there right. was any in this movie. Oh yeah, that's true. Like there was no um, like long scenes where they just walk across the room. Honestly, uh, up until probably up until, the scene with the little girl and her dad. And then finally, one of the last shots where there was that sort of like quieter moment, I probably would have given this a five or a six out of 10. And, but those two scenes or that one scene and that one cut, like that one little moment, uh, I think took this up to, uh, oh man, I'm just feeling so good about it now. <laughs> I'll say uh, eight out of ten. Wow, uh, four out of five. 
Yeah, eight. Yeah, four out of five. Eight out of ten. That's higher than bolts. me. Yeah, eight out of ten neck bolts. <laughs> nice. <laughs> At least it's still a an even number. Right, and and so one other thing I wanted to say about this: Have you ever seen the movie Good Time? I don't know. Um, it was kind of like a. Uh, what was that movie with Adam Sandler that came out that got a lot of attention? Uh, Uncut Gems. I haven't seen Uncut Gems. Okay, well, there was the guys who made that movie, um, made a slightly lesser known movie called Good Time with Robert Pattinson, and that uh. movie is for me. That movie is was like very almost hard to watch. Like you were like, is it going anywhere? What's happening? I mean, like you can kind of follow what's going on, and it is somewhat compelling conceptually but it's very chaotic it's very odd and then there's this scene well i don't want to ruin it for you spoiler alert uh (laughs) if you haven't watched good time you should go watch it uh but um i there's a scene towards like right at the end and um it takes it it, that that i was like this is like a four four out of ten for me and then at the that like 15 second scene of tenderness uh, took it to like an eight out of 10 for me. So I, I, I just wrote that in my notes. It made me think of that when I saw that last shot, I was like, wow. Oh yeah. The scene where Nick joins a therapy class. Yes. Wait, did, yeah. you, are, did you see, the, did you see good time? No. Oh, you're, you're just looking at the plot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's like, Yeah. You can put a spoiler, uh, a mark right, right there. Yeah, yeah, I, and it's yeah, it's there is this yeah, it's a it's just this very tender moment. Um, it doubled its money. Yeah, um, and it, I felt I felt very similar with Frankenstein, with the end of this movie. But yeah, that that shot it right up to like I wanted to say seven, but man, I'm just feeling really good about it now. I was even talking to to our buddy Nate. Um, about it. I was like, I just, I'm still not sure how I feel about it yet. Um, even after watching the whole thing, but this is great anyway. And then, yeah, of course, very end. I'm just, I'm getting used to it now. You know, just, they're just like, we're out of tape. (laughs) Like it's over. Uh, Um, (laughs) um, but anyway, the um, budget for this movie was $262,000 and they made 12 million. Oh, oh, wow. Yeah. That's pretty yeah. baller. No wonder like, he came oh. back to life and did a prequel. Or yeah, sequel. yeah. Hey, if I made if, if I made all that money 100 years ago, yeah. I'd probably find a way to bring him back, too. Oh, wait. I have one more thing about Frankenstein. Oh, yeah. Go, go for it. No one in that movie is German. <laughs> <laughs> yes. They are or all very Germanic cool. in any sense. Even the yeah. Burgermeister. Burgermeister. Is like an English guy. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. And the it Baron feel... is very English. <laughs> yes, right. And he is, yeah. <laughs> they don't even that like is... pretend or try or. Hmm. Yeah. That is, yeah. No, that's another thing. Yeah. Across the, it makes me want to. That makes me want to bring it down to a seven out of ten now. Oh um, no! <laughs> well, the, the, all this, all that to say, like I, I mean that threw me off to, there was a number of things that, that like kind of just don't sit well in the movie, the name switching or the name 
wronging uh, the the misplaced context. The uh, fact that Baron Frankenstein wouldn't give the good wine to the servants. Right. <laughs> the closing scene of this movie um, is him them trying the servants saying, you know, the wine's open. You should give your son a glass of this nice wine that your great grandmother saved for you, or something. And he goes to take it. He's like, nah. And he drinks it himself. And then the movie ends. <laughs> like that guy had no purpose in the movie other than to rally, like get everybody really drunk and form a mob. Yeah. And he hates the mob. <laughs> <laughs> right. He's like, ah, ha, ha. They're so, they're so easy to manipulate with beer. <laughs> right, right, right. They're all happy today and they'll be stupid and drunk tomorrow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And now, you know what, I, I maybe we've just won this point back, because he was a real, like, not a likable character. But I well, think I mean, he was really likable in the fact that we don't live in his town. <laughs> right, right. Like, and the town seemed and, fine with him. I think he kept his pretentious mm-hmm. nature to himself. He did, and I and I think that it, it explains a little bit of, um, a little bit of Henry Frankenstein, Dr. Henry Frankenstein's behavior. Like, the Baron was just sort of this like liquored up, like kind of was pushing him to have a more conventional life. And he's like, no, like I'm going to push the boundaries and kind of like you were saying earlier, like, I don't know. I'll, I'll take it. I'll, I'll, I'll keep the Baron around young Frankenstein. This is just generally colored with my, my own sort of adoration for Mel Brooks. I'm a fan in general. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is one of my favorites by him. Uh, actually, I think this is my favorite Mel Brooks movie. Um, there might be a little nostalgia there. Like me and my dad used to watch this a lot. Um, it's so good. <laughs> it's so funny. So this is an obvious parody, um, beat for beat, like you were saying earlier, of uh, the 1931 Universal Frankenstein. I mean, yeah, doesn't go... It's not 100% beat for beat, but it's 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 checking off all the boxes. Um I barely wrote any notes for this because I was just having such a great time watching it. Yeah, um, I think I've seen it and en- like I've enjoyed watching it and I've seen it enough where I feel yeah, like I yeah. just talk about it. Right, right. And I, you know, I I uh, I hadn't seen this in a while, so it was just it was kind of a it was just nice. Um but uh obviously so like 1974, right? So like uh this movie was shot in black and white um specifically to um, sort of build the look and feel of like an old monster movie. Um, it even did like the credits in the beginning, uh, like the classic movies, which what really wasn't done anymore in the seventies. Opens with Baron's coffin, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I was laughing right away. Um, what was in that box? I don't even know. If, did they explain that, or did I just miss it? The box. Yeah, like, that what, the the, that the Baron's the skeleton, skeleton was holding. Was holding? And then he kept on trying to pull, or the, it looked like the skeleton was pulling it back. <laughs> it just kept I, on. <laughs> I think it was his, like his notes, his journal. Or his will or something. Well, yeah. I think it's his research notes. Okay. Well, was Bar- was the Baron a uh, scientist? Or he's was the original it... Frankenstein. This is all a redo. Right. But he's, but Victor Frankenstein was Baron's son. In this, yeah. It. In Young Frankenstein, he's the original Frankenstein, Baron von Frankenstein. 
He's okay. the original one who made the monster, the one that was in that coffin. Are you sure? I think his yeah. his the How I Made a Monster journal, which is also hilarious, was by Victor Frankenstein. I could be wrong. I don't know. Now I'm questioning myself. Either way, it's very funny. Uh, <laughs> um, it's almost like a they follow it beat for beat, but it's also different context, almost like a sequel. Like follows Frederick Frankenstein, calls himself. Uh, goes by the name Frankenstein because he's embarrassed of his heritage of his, you know, his grandfather um, being obsessed with reanimating dead tissue. Um, I guess he's a, he's also like a professor or a teacher at a medical college. And as he's questioned very humorously, um, he sort of just like shuts down any notion that uh, there was any validity to, um, Dr. Frankenstein's work. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, the way I took it was just, you know, the story of Frankenstein already happened yes. in that small town and it was its mm-hmm. grandfather. Um, but, you know, it's pretty localized, even in the other movie. I mean, it's just like a, the, the little girl dies in like a day, the monster's gone and dead and probably burned up and incinerated. So, I mean, like That's there's right. no evidence that anything ever happened. So it's pretty easy it's just stories so uh-huh. it's pretty easy for frederick to just be like no nah, that didn't happen <laughs> uh, right so that's right. kind of how i what i like the backstory uh-huh. of this movie that i kind of took from it like yeah yeah i mean I, like yeah the, the story even for young frankenstein is not even the point but like he basically he has to go see to his inheritance i guess or something um or to the estate or whatever in transylvania <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like uh, on the nose for the, I guess, the universal stories and stuff. Um, but, like, uh, go, goes to see to it, um, you know, meets his assistant Igor, which is Igor. It's so natural because he keeps, because it's like the running joke, Igor, but he goes by Igor because uh, he's kind of like, uh, get, I guess, getting back at Frederick for going by Frankenstein. <laughs> Um, anyway, I feel like I'm going too much into the actual details. He goes to a castle, finds his his uh, grandfather's research, makes a Frankenstein monster. Uh, hilarity ensues, um, and in this case, the monster survives and lives a life and becomes intelligent. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, More in line with the book. <laughs> yeah it, it, as, as you described the book i was like it's kind of funny that it's almost more like like young frankenstein kind of stuck to uh that a little bit more faithfully <laughs> um very little but a little bit more <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah uh, what um i'm trying to think of like high points because that with, with the with the bones the, that being like sort of the bones of the story i mean it's really just a, an excuse for them to to make fun of the genre yeah, it's just a like, lot of like gags. <laughs> just yes, gag after gag. <laughs> Th- that's true. <laughs> Frabroka. <laughs> uh, dude, Gene Wilder is so funny and so crazy looking in this. Like his hair is a, is a complete like mess the whole time. He just he kind of like, and it, I feel like it gets worse over time. Like it becomes like a little bit of a mad scientist. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, he becomes Frankenstein. Yes, yes, yeah. Uh, which I think you might have mentioned earlier. He, if that they sort of follow the beats. Quick fun fact: as I was reading through some um, 
doing just a, like a the little bit of research that I did with this, uh, some of the instruments they used in his laboratory were from the original film. Yeah, I actually I, I thought that was research cool. about that and that stuff that they used for the original Frankenstein thirty one was used pretty regularly in a ton of movies. Oh, okay. Gotcha. All the way up until the 70s, yeah. Wow. That's cool. Because, you know, they don't throw away anything. It all goes into the the prop prop storage, which I'd mm-hmm. love to be in a prop storage, like, warehouse at some point. <laughs> it's like the Indiana Jones warehouse, but every box actually does have something interesting in it. <laughs> right. That that is awesome. Um, high points. Okay, let me t- let me because it really is just a jumbled, jumbled. Uh, not it's not jumbled. It's just a like yeah, like you said, one one liner and gag after another. Um, I was surprised. Um, how kind of like uh course it got <laughs> oh yeah the end. i was like, the end oh. i mean it was bar- <laughs> they were barely well, containing was... themselves from the very beginning <laughs> that's true right oh. <laughs> well as soon as they introduced inga <laughs> what knockers <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you <laughs> that <laughs> i love the i love like the unintentional oh, it's not it's obviously intentional in the writing but like there's lots of like unintentional gags I don't know what there is to say about this movie. It's just hilarious. I know. I <laughs> I thought the same thing. <laughs> like I I was watching it and I was like, it's just funny. Like it is yeah. the story of Frankenstein. It's it the thing is, it's the like cliche stereotypical story of Frankenstein. Right. Like there's nothing new to the story really. Mm-hmm. Um, but they just insert jokes and gags everywhere. Right. Um, it's like if uh, Mystery Science Theater got to direct the movie. Like, like all <laughs> yeah, those jokes true. they would make as they were watching the movie, they just inserted into the movie. Uh-huh. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, I mean, they make a lot of like, there's a lot of double entendres, like, yeah, like yeah, dirty, <laughs> like if just like a dirty old man was watching the movie, whatever yes. he thought, they just put in the dialogue. <laughs> we don't have that much more to say about Young Frankenstein. Just yeah. watch it. Like it's just, it's, yeah, it's just funny. watch it. It's so fun. It's not worth us spoiling the jokes. Now like, I, we can go right into like who we would recommend this for. Like this mm. shouldn't, kids should not watch this. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. This is a, yeah. this is a I pretty mean, crass, it, uh, it's crass as is most of Mel Brooks. Uh, yeah. So his work. You, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you've seen Mel Brooks, then just, you know, who should watch it, but, uh, <laughs> you know, no kids. I mean, say pg-13 but maybe a little older depending on your child but i say yeah. as far as like what kind of what kind of person yeah. uh just someone who doesn't mind like just childish gags <laughs> like yeah yeah you know it just is, like, there's a little mm-hmm. it's not clever <laughs> that's the, right i it's mean it's not like clever like, humor it's just humor there's a little, I think it's a, it's, it's not super clever. Like there's some like clever gags, but it is mostly like almost slapstick in a way. Yeah. It's like verbal slapstick. Yeah. Like, yeah. If you have like a very open sense of humor, you like the silly stuff. Like, yeah, I think that's, I think that's right. And I would definitely say, yeah, a, a very cautious PG 13 is, is accurate. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. Man, uh, so, wait, so uh, what do you rate this movie? 19 out of 20. Yeah. <laughs> like. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, like a 9.5 out of 10. Wow, yeah. I Yeah, I was going to say 9 out of 10. Like, it's just so fun. I just had such a blast watching it. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed our conversation about Frankenstein and young Frankenstein. This is the third episode in what Billy has been calling our October Spectacular, each covering two related movies about monsters. It has been a blast watching all of these classics, and I hope you guys are ready for our final October episode, where we'll be moving slightly forward in time to encounter the 1968 classic Night of the Living Dead, along with the 2004 parody Shaun of the Dead. Again, if you want more information about this podcast, you can find us at filmjoypodcast.com, as well as at filmjoypodcast on social media. Until next time, guys. Take care.